Welcome to Real Talk with RJ and Matt. Join us each week as we break down merch by Amazon and print on demand with some of the top sellers on the platform. Learn from some of the best as we test theories and examine strategies to give you the tools and knowledge to find success in this industry. This podcast is sponsored by Merch Informer. Take your merch game to the next level by finding untapped niches and high sales volume keywords. Save hundreds of research hours by heading over to MerchInformer.com and grab a free three-day trial today. Links in the description below. Okay, we got a special guest, uh, John and Amanda on today. Um, and we're just going to do the, everybody say hi to them. We're just going to do the traditional start off with the last seven days. And yeah, go from there. Let's see. So I'll start first. Uh, all right, so last seven days. 197 shirts sold, $806 in royalties. All right, so we are at uh, 79 shirts sold, $398 uh, in royalties. We are at 43 sold and 231 in royalties. They're killing you. They're killing me, man. They're killing me. It has been. I think. Um, I'll, like the probably like the biggest talk will probably be about the royalty change. I think just the royalty change. Like I see a lot of my shirts that like yesterday I sold like twenty three shirts and I wasn't over a hundred dollars in royalties for the day and I was like wow, yep. uh, that hasn't happened in a long time and just like man, just because you're making like what three dollars a shirt or something right. like that. Basically, yeah, it's sixteen nine yeah. And I'm used to well, I'm used to four dollars a shirt like on average. There's no less than four dollars a shirt. So, yeah, I mean, we were, our average was somewhere around five and it's, it's nowhere close to that now. Like I noticed today when I was playing around with pricing, like premium shirts, even if you get up to 24 bucks, you're still not even making $7 on the shirt like you were before. Whereas, you know, at uh, 21 99, you were doing that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and even now, like for the, everything's coming in at like whatever, like around $3 and thankfully before the freeze, we were kind of notified because we went through and jacked everything up, you know? So we don't really have anything that was going to fall below since we can't edit, you know? So when you're suspended, you can, you can still sell, you can delete and, but you can't edit or upload. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing too is, um, one of, uh, Joseph, he actually pointed out today about the up, uh, Amanda, John, do you guys have an uploader or like, how are you guys going about that? No, uh, no? I, I yeah. Myself, yeah. And he is uh, uploading. Thank okay. Goodness. I was seeing that. <laughs> yeah, like it's against the like they're trying to they mentioned it in the uh, frequent asked questions that it is kind of against the rules to have someone else into your account uploading designs. So it's, that's kind of scary right there. I th thought about that. It is a little bit. You know what? I, I wonder though, and and I do see how basically what Amazon does is they always just try to find a solution that forces people into doing basically what they want to do what they want and kind of bring a solution out without them having to do it themselves. So basically I think by doing this, it just means that, and obviously I'm not saying have free reign and let them upload whatever, but you have to take caution. But I think basically the thing is, is they're probably sick of people coming at them when there is an issue or, or an error and saying, Oh, well, this was my team. Oh, this was somebody else. And you know, of course they're gonna, we need to take responsibility anyways, but I think they just want to eliminate that. And then they're not going to be getting those messages because nobody's going to want to admit that it was somebody else that was uploading. They're going to say, 
respond in a blanket, quick, you know, auto responder that says, hey, you can having somebody else in your account anyway. Yeah, exactly. Like a lot of people are just kind of just uh, putting it on someone else and not trying to, they're not trying to take the blame for it. And they're trying to say someone else is in their account or something like that. Right. So yeah, I get what you're saying with that one right there. Um, I think, uh, I think like the best, I think the best thing to do just to be safe is uh, we talked about it in the, in the private Slack chat is the VPN and just, I'm not sure exactly how that works. Maybe Matt, you can touch base on touch on that a little bit. I'm not, I'm not sure exactly how it works, but I know it's it just like a, everybody signs into a certain server in the yeah, USA. Exactly. So so what a VPN is? It's a virtual private network. So what it is is like your uploader will sign into the network. The network connects to a server that's in the US, um, wherever it might be, and then from there that then connects their internet traffic to Amazon. So it looks like it's coming from the US, not coming from the Philippines or wherever your uploader is. Yeah. Okay. So that was like my that was like my solution right there just to get on that right away. And I seen a few of them. It's like a hundred dollars for the year. That's like just to make sure your uh, merch account safe. That's that's way worth. That's worth it right there for sure. Um, I see Flavio mentioning in the chat. He says you can request additional access. It's in their terms. Um, I haven't seen anybody that's been able to set that up though. I know they've been they've talked about it on the back end. They've been talking about it for a while, creating user permissions and stuff. But I don't know anybody that's actually got that set up. Maybe I don't know. Flavio, do you have that? It's gonna take a couple seconds to get down. There's a delay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's just I don't know, just a lot of things going on. Uh the royalty change, I think, is like the biggest thing right now because we're everybody's trying to adjust their prices, you know what I mean? So it's not like we're making four dollars. You know, you sell two hundred shirts in a week, that's eight hundred dollars. Now, when you sell 200 shirts in a week now at $16.99, that was my price. That would be technically, it would be, what is that, $600? Yeah. So just, I don't know. Just I mean, see over time. Do you see the market adjusting? Do you see it coming up? Because I really haven't seen it yet. I, it's It seems to be staying maybe a little bit coming up, but not a ton. Remember I told you I have a Valentine's Day, Valentine's Day uh, shirt that's ranked on the front page. Or on the first page, and I'm actually it's set. I put it up to 18.99 today, and it got three sales. Nice. And and the kids are kids are buying the shirt, so. And yeah. Gotcha. I think a lot of it too has to do with what niche you're in, or you know, the trending shirt or whatnot. I mean, if you're if you're in something where you're you're really driving deep and there's not a lot of competition, you know, you can do that 19.99 for for an anvil and. 22, 23, 24 for a premium. If you're just doing a, you know, a holiday or, or something big where the market's completely saturated, you know, you might have a tougher time raising those prices. And I think those are the people, because that's, that's, that's what the masses are doing. They're doing the generic holidays. They're not really doing, you know, deep research and, and going deep. So the masses are not going to, you're not going to see these big price jumps. And it's, it's unfortunate because, you know, everyone should rise, rise the tide, but it's just not going to happen, I don't think. Yeah, agreed. It's a great point right there for sure. I yeah, I think it just like yeah, cuz if you have like if you have a lot of competition, you always want to be like pretty competitive with the price. And I I I understand that right there for sure. Okay, um let's say um Amanda John and John, uh what do you everybody wants to know, I'm pretty sure is like 
What'd you guys feel like when you guys when you guys got suspended? Because I know you guys got suspended, correct? Yep. Yeah. Um, like, I don't, did, I what, what was the, the first thought? I remember the exact moment and what exactly what I did. He was actually, <laughs> he, he was outside snow, snow plowing actually the, whatever. <laughs> so, um, I just went out there. I like grabbed my daughter. I went outside and I was like, I think I had my phone and I was like, look, and he's like, what? I was like, turn it off. And he came inside and we were like, what the heck? I mean, it, it wasn't totally out of the blue because two days prior we did get a violation. But mm -hmm. for the fact that, like I said, obviously we were watching, we, we felt pretty, I guess, okay with our account status because we didn't get a lot of violations. This was technically, so we had one takedown beforehand um, and then that was it. And so this one was actually a content violation and it wasn't necessarily, they didn't even take it down at the time. They actually sent us an email that said, you, sorry, wait a second. That's me. If, okay, John's typing. So if it comes from me, it's not really for me. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm not taking responsibility for what he says. So when they ended up um, sending that to us, they gave us options. They said, so it wasn't from the, the third party because they didn't list their information. It was a big company and they named the company, but they said, you need to get basically um, have them issue something to us saying that you guys have the right to use this content. And so um, I was like, well, okay, well, what do we do? You know, so we actually sent an email. We created a false, false email address. We were, we were scared. We were like, well, what the heck? I don't know what's going on. You know, we're pretty frazzled. Sent an, an email off to the company um, to basically say, hey, here's the design. It's an original creation. Uh, you know, can you basically say that we can like use it or whatever, review the design. And so that's what we were doing. And problem was we didn't um, we didn't respond to Amazon right away, I think. So I guess that could be a, a possible one of the issues. So we didn't respond to them right away um, because we were waiting to hear back from this other company. And then it was two days later that they ended up terminating, or I'm sorry, suspending us. So they, um, so I, yeah, initially we were just kind of, we were frazzled, you know, and it was, it was crappy because we put a ton into it. You know, you don't, you don't run up in, in anybody that is doing, you know, um, doing it as a, a real business is putting a lot of time and effort into this, you know, I mean, it's great money. It's a great opportunity, but there is a lot that goes into it. So it was a gut punch for sure. <laughs> yeah. And then what tier were you guys at when that happened? 1,000. And we, we had been ready to tear up for over a month to tier 2,000. So we had slots, all slots filled over, you know, well over 1,000 sales for a while. Um, so that was rough. And, and the interesting part is we were trying to piece it together. And, and you know, I we didn't ask. We didn't contact them and, and ask directly what it was. We wanted to kind of show initiation and figure it out ourselves. So we went through and... Um, the company did respond and it was a basic blanket email that just said, we don't have, basically we don't have the manpower to review all design submissions, um, you know, check out our, our guides and our advertising guides and that type of thing. So we're like, okay, well, I didn't even know that was a thing, first of all. So here's what happened is there is, so there was one design that I guess could be 
like it was an original design, but I could understand how it could be a potential issue. Because they even said in, in the email, Amazon said it appears that it might infringe on their, you know, stuff. So I'm like, okay. But once we looked at the um, advertising stuff, there was trademarks that implied trademarks. So like they're not even trademarks. Like they're not in um, tax or anything. So that's where we thought we were safe. But now we had 300 designs with this implied trademark to this big company that the designs would have been safe, but we were frozen. So we couldn't edit. So we had 300 plus designs with that implied trademark in the title, the keyword, like the everything. And so we, I just, I just deleted it. It made me sick. If it, just imagine deleting three, and there, I mean, I put a lot, that was the most recent thing you were doing. So like over 300 of designs, I was like, I'm just deleting them. Um, and of course we're checking everybody, all the other designs were like, look, there, you know, it, it's in there, it's in there, it's in there. These ones are still up, these ones are still up. And I, of course we know that doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter because it could just be a matter of time. I know you had kind of a recent one and, and you know, good for you for bringing it to people's attention so that hopefully they, some people had the opportunity to drop it down. But um, yeah, so we we just pulled them and um, we've been waiting ever since. <laughs> so you're what up? You're still suspended right now, or no? Yeah. So we are yeah. still suspended, um, and there's there's not much communication at all. I have been proactively emailing them um, at least once a week. There was two other people current that were currently suspended when we were that kind of messaged me in the background after we shared that we had been suspended um, and they had been suspended two weeks prior to us. Well, they just got back on last week. So we're thinking we're in like, you know, a week or two spot. Um, the other thing that happened with this is that there was a total of 11 designs that were stuck in processing that were still still had those words and I couldn't do anything with them. So I screenshotted it, sent it to Amazon with our response, sent it actually three, I think it's only two times actually, two times um, while we were suspended. And then we get a violation for one of them. And I was like, okay, oh, like now I'm starting to get like seriously. So I did the same thing, screenshotted, very polite, I value my account, da 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 da, kiss ass, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, and say, you know, can you please take note of these designs? And I was, at this point, I was seeing multiple email addresses because you have no clue who's dealing with what, you know, what department, if it's the same person. So after a while, I actually got a case number and supposedly I'm working with Jessica, which she doesn't give me any answers, but she responds very quickly and at least it's a person. <laughs> so um, that's just where we're at with, with that. I mean, so at least, at least you're not responding to the void. Exactly. For a while we were, and I'm just like, I don't know what else to do. But um, so we ended up, I still have, there's still six. So we've got, no, we've got a total of four now, four cents, which again, freaked me out because in the suspension, it says, if you get any more violations, you will be terminated. So the other guy <sighs> that was suspended, it ha he had the same situation though, and he got back on. And he had a couple of violations. He was doing the same thing, being proactive. And, and I said, listen, I, I dropped 300 of designs that could have possibly had been an issue here. You know, I obviously wanted to take down these 11 when I told you, but I wasn't able to. So hopefully when it comes to that point, if there's a review process, I mean, who knows? I don't know. Maybe they just want to put us in detention and make us think about our, you know, what we did <laughs> for a little while. 
so. Yeah. <laughs> so that was your guys, your guys' second violation ever when you guys got suspended? Well, we, so there was a, we had a couple of, like, silly rejections. I think total, right. like, foolish ones. Like, maybe, I think a total of maybe five or six total the entire time. Um, but that was our only, that was our second violation ever. Jesus, that's, cra that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, like, that, that's that's nuts. We've had two, right, total? Yeah, we've had two total also. Um, same thing, like one at the very beginning, and then we had one like a month ago where we just totally missed a trademark and it had been up for a while. Yeah, well, it was like one of our original shirts, and all of a sudden we we're like, oh my gosh, like we didn't check that. Like we were so stupid back then. And then, you know, it's just up, and then all of a sudden we get an email and we're like, ooh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, and you guys, like, I think I truly believe it would have been different if we would have responded right away. I think it right. would have. I think that what happened was it went a couple days, even though, again, it gave us the option, even if we would have said, you know, hey, this is a, an original design, I created it, we are going to contact the company to see if we can, you know, get the information and we'll we'll keep them up to speed. So, but at that point, it was so we really thought, you just feel like you're dealing, like you said, with the voice. So I didn't feel like I was, if I'm going to respond, I was really responding to anybody necessarily, but I think mm -hmm. that, that definitely I would have done that differently now. Um, and he actually said, I'll give it to him. He's the one that said that we should have done that. So you said that we should have responded. Yeah, so let's learn, boys and girls. Always respond to violations right away. Right? If you take if you take away one thing from this, respond. 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 Same day, same hour. Just assume somebody's gonna read it. Yeah. And make some kind of note or check off some box on your account saying they responded or whatever, because yeah. you know, our account was not a net risk account. We weren't, you know, stupid with our designs, and you know, it just went like that. So yeah. Well, the other one I can say because it was it was super foolish too. It was just <laughs> I was designing and trying to get stuff up, and I put together a shirt, and it was I was like on this like barber kick or whatever niche, and so I put a shirt up that had it had design on it and said, "I will cut you." Okay, I mean, at least at least once or twice a week, I hear Aaron like cursing off inside. God damn it! I just designed a whole shirt and I didn't even check the trademark. <laughs> and then there's always ones that I really love, and then I like I try to like make a different saying, and then I'm like, it never works. I'm like, forget it, throw it away. <laughs> yeah. So, and then also, what you what what was I know you guys actually. You guys went ahead and created a Shopify store. Now that was your—is that like your backup plan, right? Um, you know, gosh, I, I I don't even want to say backup plan. It feels like it's it's just a totally different game. It's a totally different beast. And so, but it overlaps, which is nice. So it's like some of the work that you're doing for whether it's merch or whether it's you know the other PODs or Shopify store. Um, or even with our private label, like everything that we're learning, it does overlap. A lot of the stuff overlaps. Like even some of the stuff I'm learning for the advertising and the marketing, um, and scaling and tracking your ads and all this stuff. Like we just recently were able to apply that stuff to our private label. 
And I was like, this is like light bulb. Like, dude, we don't even have to do a Shopify store and we just paid for the information that we just got to apply over to our price label. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't want to say back up. Like, I want to get the machines running. Like, I really do believe we're going to be, you know, getting back up. But merch is a different feel for me now, for sure. Um, I would be totally well, I actually got an illustrator. Um, and so I'm, I'm okay with actually letting some of the work on it go. It was so consuming for, like, that six months. And for it to be suspended, it was like, wow. And I mean, that was our life. You know, we dove in and as soon as we hit, it was, we're like, we saw the opportunity. We're like, let's do this. You know, and we missed out. You guys rocked the episode, which is amazing. Totally missed out on that. Like, we weren't in at that time. Um, but I think that was one of the things that we saw too, was like, holy cow, like, we could do this. And I, I, I wasn't really good at designing necessarily. I had basic skills. Um, I took a class in college and I liked to mess around with it. Um, but I did have to, you know, learn a lot. And when you're designing every day to upload, um, you, you do some good stuff. You get pretty good and in practice. And I'm out of practice now, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, like, uh, okay. So, the merch account is suspended. And then how about, like, so with the Shopify, like, how are you guys, like, generating sales? And what are you guys going, like, what are you guys doing? We just got the first sales um, the other day, and it's we're doing the website conversion ads to start. Mm-hmm. So um, Facebook um, website conversion ads. Um, there's a lot of different things. It's just a whole other world, really. I know that you're doing some marketing too, and initially, so like we threw up a store really quick because I knew, like I I'm like okay, by the end of the month we should be back on merch. That's going to be time consuming with all the uploads. Who knows when we're going to tear up. Um, and that's going to be, you know, 40 uploads at that point a day. And so um, I just knew that we needed to really focus and get this up. So we got a store up really quick. And um, to, to learn the traffic and everything, I mean, initially it's going to be just testing, you know, getting, collecting data, trying to figure out where your test market is um, or where your target market is, where the shoppers are, what's working. You have to do multiple different ads to even figure that out. Um, so that's just, that's what we're doing right now. And so we're not popping off a ton of sales, but the difference is once you hit something, then you start scaling and start pumping money into it. And it just rolls like a machine. And I can, I can see how that can happen. And I can also see how it's frustrating in the beginning, but, um, I don't know. It's, it's, for me, it's really fun. It's kind of like, like kind of, uh, educated gambling. You know, you want to find out where your odds are. And then once you hit it, you just start pumping money in there. So yeah it's no joke <laughs> you can definitely yeah. you can definitely lose money pretty fast on there too as well mm-hmm. um, you know what but- I, love? I, I love that too I, i'm really good like if i even with like if we you know do something for gambling or whatever like i'm pretty unemotional with the decisions that i make it's, it's always based on the odds like i'm not like oh i have a gut decision to go into this and that's one of the things that you know i've been learning about when you're scaling ads and all that kind of stuff you're utilizing data so it's unemotional remove your mo- it sucks you know and it's hard you're looking at you're looking at, you're like oh my gosh i'm supposed to raise these up to you know 25 or 40 dollars a day multiple ads like no there's no you don't question it you do it and then you adjust and do it and adjust and that's the only way that you know it, it's going to pan out you can't just whimsically do anything that's the whole point of gathering the data and i think that's where most people lose their ass on doing this kind of stuff is that they don't know their numbers um, just like with private label, just like a lot of things when someone's self-employed, unless you really drive deep and you understand 
you know, it, you know where all the pennies and nickels are. I mean, you got to be like a Wall Street trader. You just have to have a set game plan, rules in place in the system. And when you hit a certain point or numbers line up a certain way, then you take it to that next level and the next level and the next level. And like she said, if it's not working out, you just have to basically be like, shut it down, just try something else. It's not working, shut it down after X amount of days or X amount of spend. No matter, no matter how good you feel about it, no matter what you personally think about it, you know, the numbers don't lie. Yeah, it's, it's, it's about having a process. I think that's the most important thing you guys talked about right there. Like you have to have a process in place. You have to have a system in place that lets you make those decisions and make them unemotional. Like don't depend on this is how I feel today and this is how I'm going to do my ads and my budget because I feel lucky. Right. Absolutely. I mean, and that's kind of the thing because if whatever does happen, our backup plan, maybe it isn't merch, but then we won't get into, we'll do that stuff with crypto if we can't do merch. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's crazy. Uh, you guys barely, uh, when you guys like, cause you guys know a lot already. I could tell by the way you guys were talking about it. Um, you guys barely learned this. What, like a week ago? Um, no, I got, yeah, it was the beginning of January. So pretty, I kind of it pretty consistently for the past 17 days. I just made it a point. And as soon as we got it, I was like, go for it. So we've yeah. been, you know, morning, morning tonight, pretty much all added. And, uh, we're, we're big believers in courses and in like finding some people that have the success that you want, whether it's in merch or in Shopify or private label and following the game plan. Cause I see, I see so many people that just try to piece it together from blogs and YouTube and this and that, and you can do it. I mean, you absolutely can do it that way, but I think it's going to take you longer. You're going to spend a lot more money and you're going to have a lot more mistakes as opposed to just spending a little, a little bit of money up front or a lot of money depending on whose course you're taking and then just following the game plan that they've outlined and then knowing that you have access to them and being able to answer, you know, they, they, they're able to answer your questions. I mean, that's why we were able to move so quickly. You know, we had our store up in 10 days. We started running ads about what? Yeah, five, it, was one, it was actually a week ago is when we started the marketing aspect. And I didn't even know that's the thing too is fortunately by being tied in and like motivated by all these different groups. And I mean, we know the Jersey guys are very intense and like go, 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 go it was nice to kind of filter some of that in um, because I didn't wait. I didn't understand ads. I didn't understand the analytics. I never ran a Facebook ad. I didn't know anything about it. I was just following what he had said, put it in motion. And then the next day, you know, watching the video on how to analyze and then trying to figure it out. And I still don't know, you know, I mean, but I'm, I'm starting to piece it together. And so over the last week, being able to just focus and looking at those numbers and trying to feel like, okay, why did this ad hit? Why did we get, you know, $150 in sales. And the cool part is, is like really, just like when you first start out with merch, up until probably tier 500, I know we've said this before too, and you guys have said, you know, don't look at it like profit. Like you're not looking at the profit, you're just looking to tear up, you know, so it's kind of this way too. I'm not looking, it's probably going to take us maybe two to three months before we start hitting that profit. But once you're there, you're there. And you continue to just to spin that profit off. And so I, like our, that, um, those two sales, because it had like six products total or whatever, did pay for all of the ads that we were running. That was it. We didn't walk away with any product, you know, with any um, profit or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you guys, uh, I agree with you, John, over there. Um, I understand you completely about uh, just paying attention to that. Just stay on that, stay in your court, like stay in your lane and pay attention to that one person, like in that, in different categories, like whatever it could be, Shopify, private label, merch you know what i mean like just stay in your lane and focus on your goal like i i completely agree with you right there for sure too many people are, too many people are affected by shiny object syndrome you know uh, i mean it, 
at least several times a week you'll see in the different groups, you know, someone's got a new thing that they're pushing or a new extension or a new product or a new course or a new something that, you know, you might be in one path and then you're like, oh, maybe this will work better or maybe this will, you know, might be a better idea. And then you stop, you know, 30% of the way of where you were from, the, you know, where you started. Now you're back to square one with this new idea or new game plan. And people just keep doing that over and over and over and they never get to the finish line, meaning they don't, they never get to that point of success that they envision themselves having. And, you know, that, that's not just with merch and pods. I mean, that's with private label. That's with a lot of things. I mean, you just got to decide which course you're going to go down, which road you're going to go down and just stay focused so you've accomplished all the steps that are laid out in front of you. Well, and that's, that's actually, initially, my focus was going to be learning the Pinterest marketing. And so I was really, I'm like, okay, you know, it's the freeze, we're suspended, we can still drive traffic. Um, let's take this time and learn Pinterest marketing. However, once I I'd actually gotten um, Teresa's course before that, we, we don't buy a ton of courses. We probably invest in like, I don't know, like one to three a year maybe or whatever. And so um, this one I was doing, the, I wanted to do the Pinterest. However, like it needed to be more targeted. And so I was all over the place. I was trying to learn her course and it's not direct for merch. Um, it can be like for online, for bloggers, all this stuff. And I was, I was just really getting lost. And I was like, I can't focus. I'm not really sure how to do this for my merch shirts because we were all over the place. Like we didn't have niches and whatever. There was a few shirts here and each thing. We were trying to figure out the market. And so I reached out to her and she was like, yeah, she's like, number one, obviously, if you're going to be doing the marketing, you're going to want to drive the traffic to your website. Is this on? Yeah. You have to the volume on. Oh, you have to drive the traffic to your website. And so um, that's what I was like, all right, well, then I was like, Shopify? She's like, yes. And I'm like, okay, now I need to like Shopify first because I didn't want to do it backwards. So initially, the, again, this course is only focused on Facebook ads. So once I get that down, then I will, you know, add on the Pinterest and stuff. But I'm, I totally push that aside until I get this set, and then we'll start learning that too, and just keep continue to layer. Because obviously there is, there's a lot of different ways of doing it. You know, I see some people obviously they can kill it in Etsy, they can kill it, and it's the same thing when we did, um, you know, we did media first, then we did some retail arbitrage, our online arbitrage, private label. Like you really need to get something set and committed first, especially if you're going to take a course. If you're just trying to figure out what you want to do. Look at all the free information. Don't invest in a course because you need to know that you're going to commit to doing this. So we knew when we were doing this, we're doing it. We're making it happen. So um, that's the only thing that I would suggest that somebody's going to do a course. Yeah, for sure. So let me uh, let me go back to the beginning just real quick because you guys only do Amazon, right? Like you guys don't have a job. Like this is your guys' life. It's you guys are private label. I know you guys have a bunch of different businesses, um, but you guys are completely and totally self-employed. Um, when did you guys like take the leap? How did you guys start find Amazon, get going well, with what you guys got going? Because I know you guys have a million things going on. Like, yeah. I, oh, I'm real curious how you got to start. Um, but so it was, I don't know, like for me, I think it was almost 12 years ago. Um, I had a friend who was over on the other side of our state travel over to visit, we're at lunch, and he had one of the scanner things, okay? It was a big PDA with the scanner on it, like old school, I mean, 12 years ago, beta, before anybody even had scanning stuff. So he had this thing, and it was sitting on the table, I'm like, what are you doing with that? They're like, oh yeah, this is why we're over here, we're going, you know, we're getting, buying books, and I'm like, 
well, that's weird. And so I'm like, she thought he told me a little bit about it. I was like, do you want to, you want to, you know, teach me that? I mean, I'd be interested. I'm, I'm kind of bored at this time. We weren't together. I was um, doing mortgages. I'm doing really well, but I, I don't know. I was just always so used to um, working all the time, like through college, put myself through that and like having multiple jobs. So I was like, okay, well, maybe I can do this on the side. Like within three months, it started bringing in significant money. And I was like, I think I could do this. Like maybe I'll just walk. And I was, I was on full commission anyways. So in my head, it wasn't that big of a deal. Um, so, and my employer was like, well, you're crazy, but when this doesn't work, you can come back. And I'm like, okay, cool. Um, so I just took the leap there. And so I just started it and he was actually, we got together shortly after, um, he was a financial advisor and he would help me after work and on the weekends and he's traveling with me and we enjoyed it or whatever, but it just got to the point to where I think it was, was it 2008? I think it was 2008 when everything, it was, it was in December when the stock market was just a disaster. Everybody that he was working with was miserable. He was pretty new, so he wasn't, he didn't have to answer to a bunch of clients, but everybody he was working around was miserable. And so we were like already toying with this, the thing of like, oh, man, what if we just did this together full time? And, um, you know, he had a great income and good benefits, but we're like, I don't know, maybe just come home. So actually on my birthday um, in 2008 is when he came home. We just made the leap and that, that's just been it. And it just it started with books. We were self-fulfilling all of our books at the time. I don't even know. Well, I think FBA might have been out, but we were self-fulfilling them. It was a disaster. We would love these huge IKEA bags to the to the post office, and I had to him do it most of the time. Yeah, but we, we it no. was well, <laughs> but then it got it, then it got insane. We lived in such a small. We lived in a really small house. We did. We got rid of our dining room once we started doing retail and online arbitrage. Oh my gosh, there was this shit everywhere. And then we were doing FBA, but we would have to bring it in and then ship it out. Our UPS guy was like our buddy because every day he's bringing truckloads of stuff to this thousand square foot house. We're taking it in. We actually had to buy a carport so that he could put the all the packages in there and fill up as much as the carport would hold to like pick up the deliveries and take them to Amazon FBA. And then, so it was fun. <laughs> it was crazy. But um, yeah, so then after that, we we really knew it, and I think it hit us a lot when we, we loved traveling around, scouting for books. We got really good at it. We knew where to find the good stuff, um, and we loved traveling around together. You know, we went to a lot of awesome spots, but then, you know, when I got pregnant and had Ken, I was like, well, I, I don't want to be running around all over the place now. Like, what am I going to do? Like, have somebody babysitter? Sometimes we were taking, like, overnight trips, and it would be a couple days, a few days, whatever. And so we just knew that we needed to make a change. And so um, that's when a little bit before that, I think when it was 2016, so it was, no, it was right after. It's when we really heavily started being like, okay, we've been sitting on this private label stuff. We should have been doing it a long time ago. Um, and so that's when we started to do the private label. Okay, and you guys took a course, right? That kind of got your introduction into private label? Yeah, yeah, we took a course for that. Um, and that's, it's nice. The other thing, if, if somebody's going to take a course, do ones that are going to, well, hopefully they continue, but we'll continue to update regularly. Right. And so that's what I've been able to find, you know, fortunately with the Shopify and, you know, with the private label, they're always there to give you kind of that edge. And so that, that's been awesome. And this continued update, like just now, like we're going to go through the private label one just came out with another one. We're going to go through that 
you know, basically from start to finish. Because each time you launch a product, you kind of have to go through the same process regardless. So we're going to go through and learn a different, some of the different techniques and, and do that too. Gotcha. Now, do you feel like your guys' background in private label, obviously you guys have been on Amazon for a long time. Do you feel like that kind of gives you guys an edge in terms of understanding like how to write a listing that's going to sell with keywords, all that stuff? Because I know John's yeah, the one that typically yeah, does that, right? I've done all the listing optimization for our products. And so it wasn't that difficult of a transition going into like merch and, and even other pods and stuff as far as writing eye-catching um, bullets and titles and descriptions that, you know, are, are are relevant keywords that they make sense and are legible sentences. You know, it's not just word, 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 comma, comma, right, right. Word, which you know you see so much of. So yeah, it's definitely giving us an edge, I think, there, and that's why you know we, we did well we, and we got so many sales very quickly in the merch business because our stuff was being found and was, was ranking well pretty quickly. Just because I think that we did a pretty good job or with, um, with the creating the listings. Right, for sure. Now, do you guys use any tools in terms of keywords? Is it kind of just shooting from the hip because you guys kind of understand what people are looking for? Um, yeah, we. I mean, I've used a little bit of the Merch Informer um, just for like some basic research and getting some ideas. But as far as tools, I mean, I'm a big believer in the Amazon predictive search. So if, like, if we're in a niche or something, I'll just start typing in the search bar and literally on a, on a little sticky note, you know, whatever my niche is, I'll start writing down all the different things that come up as far as, you know, because it, it'll be like a word, a word, and then another word, a word, a word, and then another word. Like if, yeah. yeah, like if you have like, you know, um, there's a wine shirt or something, and then it's like, there's going to be a wine rack, wine glasses, like those types of things, those are what other people are looking for. So, you know, utilize those because, you know, you never what, know what's going to pop up. And if somebody's searching for wine glasses or wine racks, they might look at that shirt and be like, oh my gosh, that's a cute shirt and want that. For sure. Okay. Yeah. All right. So uh, with the private label, uh, you guys are, how long, you guys been doing that for a while, correct? And like with sales, are you guys are, you guys are killing it with that? Is like, is that like a full-time income right there? Or you guys don't yeah, mind well, asking? When did, it, when did it start? Actually, the first product launch, like I said, we've, we had the program, it was probably a couple of years before we actually dug in and and really implemented it. Because like you guys know, like it's all about execution, you know, and when, when we, we were in that comfort zone, we truly killed it with books. Like we, and the margins are sick on books. So we just crushed it and we did really, really, really well. And we had our systems down and it was a grind and it sucks because that's something that you can't scale unless you're getting employees and we didn't want to do that. So that was the downfall of it. Um, and the biggest problem was, okay, so Amazon had changed their fee structure back in 2016 for FBA and the long-term storage. So they had two times a year, and they still do, but they have long-term term storage fees. Well, prior, if you had a single SKU, they wouldn't charge you that fee. It was a very high fee. Basically, get your shit out of our stuff because it's sitting for a while. So, but we had books, single skews books, over 20,000 SKUs in their warehouse, single SKUs, that you have some long tail stuff that are going to sell for a couple hundred dollars. You don't mind paying the regular storage fees because books don't cost that much anyways, and you want them to be their prime because that makes them more attractive. You can try, you know, charge a premium. So, anyways, we get hit two, they get gave everybody two weeks notice that this was going to change. We had 20,000 SKUs in there. Our 
fee was going to go, I don't know, probably like $1,800 or something, our long-term storage fee, up to like 18 to 20 grand every six months. So it just, so, so here's the option. They're so generous that they're willing to send back all of those shoes to our home, 20,000 that we've accumulated over however many years we've been doing it for free. So we had to go through and try and figure out which ones we wanted to leave, which ones we wanted to pull. Um, that, that really, that was a huge hit. That was, that was a wake up call. But you know what, anytime something like that happens, and I, and I hope people, same thing with merch, like here's the suspension, whatever, anytime you get a blow, like you have to figure out like, okay, what does this mean? Why did it happen? You know, we needed to change something. That's not something that we wanted for the rest of our life. You know, we just made a really good income at it, but it wasn't going to go anywhere, you know? And so, um, we just took it as, all right, we're going to get our stuff together and figure out what to do next. And that's when we hit the private label, which was the fall of 2016. And I was like, dude, we, we need to get this done. So, and that was eight months after 10? Uh, like four. Okay. So like five months. So we had, we had 10 at that time. And I was like, you know, obviously our, our productivity was just washed at that point. We have, you know, a five-month-old and um, trying to figure out all, all of that and, um, you know, trying to figure out how we're going to work the business. And so I was like, okay, private label, go. Like, we got to figure it out. Like, how, how are we going to do this? And so um, he jumped into the course at that point, launched his first product um, in September of 2016. Um, and then throughout the time, last year, I mean, we, we didn't follow it 100%. There was some errors made, um, but it's solid. It is the foundation that he's built. This year will scale. We'll probably do four to five times. You know, it, it is really good money. And fortunately, he did, he took the, the information and researched it really. He's good at researching that stuff. Forward. I'm just like, let's go. Let's do some, let's find, let's do this, let's do that. <laughs> let's sell baby stuff. Let's, I don't know, I like this stuff. <laughs> And so he did a good job of, you know, doing the research as they told him. Fit the criteria, and it was a lot. I mean, spreadsheets and all this stuff. And I like the numbers part of it when I can like make calls, but that stuff bored me to death. And so, um, but he he made the right call and and did it right. You know, building a solid brand and email, you know, um, email lists and just put in the put in the work. You know, it does take work. And, and again, same thing though. If you are looking at this as something that's going to be long term, work in initially because you want that foundation. For gotcha. sure, for sure. What what does uh what does a typical day look like for you guys, right? Because you guys obviously have your private label business, you have merch, everything else, you have your you know you have your kid. Um, what does it look like? Are you guys all over the place? Is it regimented? Do you guys have a schedule? So it goes in different spurts, I guess. So I mean, here's the thing: I kind of hit him when the merch thing happened. Um, I came back from, I was on a business trip myself. I came back and watched the merch videos. Um, and so when I watched, it was the, was it proven merch workshop? Proven merch workshop. I got fired up. I was like, this is it. We need to go hardcore. And so at that point, like everything else stopped. And for the most part, I was just learning and learning and learning, figuring out how to design. He was awesome. I mean, our, our daughter's like the coolest little human ever. So spending time with her is just a blast, you know? So, I mean, but he, he was taking on a ton of that. Um, so I didn't really focus because I needed, I mean, the design, the everything. I was trying to get up to speed there. And so just having that focus time. So now we're actually are getting to a little bit more of a regimented 
thing to where the night before we'll look and be like, okay, what are our top priorities? So we have right now, like, you know, if we're doing anything with merch, because we will, but it's, it's really not. Somebody was like, so have you been reading the Essany the stuff? And I'm just like, I love his stuff. I was like, but no, I'm not reading it right now because I can't implement anything. <laughs> I'm like, it would drive me crazy. I was like, so our, my focus has to be the Shopify store right now. We got our private label to where it's pretty much on autopilot. There's a few things, you know, we do weekly inventory meetings and that's pretty much it. We evaluate our ads, but we really don't have to do a ton with that right now until we decide we're gonna launch that next product, which should probably be in like the next month or two. I just kind of schedule and block it out. And I've been, we have to do that. We've been doing this for like 12 years. So when we do that and plan the day ahead of time and we block stuff out and um, it, everything is, I mean, you know, and, and we go, again, we go on stints, like, you, we go really, really hard for a little bit of while, and then we get kind of lackadaisical, and then, you know, we'll pick it up, and we, we check ourselves, and we're like, well, we haven't been very productive, have we? You know, let's get our shit together, and, you know, get back on track, so, um, yeah, that's kind of our, our cycle. Okay, uh, how many, uh, so how many private label products do you have right now? We, one. One? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that was easy. I know. I know. And you, guys, you guys are releasing more stuff under the same brand, under, in the same niche? Yeah. Okay, yeah. nice. I mean, I, like she mentioned, I, I've, I've done a fairly good job of building a loyal loyal customer base, um, chopping at the bits for my next product. And I, mean, I don't mind sharing. I'm in the pet space, and yeah. that's, a very loyal, that's a very loyal market. And once those people like what you have to offer, I mean, they're, 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 you're there, they're there for you for, for life. So, and it's um, a consumable. So, I mean, that's the nice thing too. And so I get, re I get repeat, 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 right, repeat right, right, right. every, every, you know, the frequency of my product. Yeah. And we're probably going to stick to consumables for a little while just because I like that repeat sale. Mm -hmm. Um, especially, you know, with, with like 30 day products, you know, supplement stuff like that. I mean, you really can just build a nice dependable recurring income when you've got you know, a product that, you know, they're just going to keep buying from you over and over month after month. Yeah, right. Nice. Yeah. And the nice thing with pets too, is people are, they're pretty price insensitive. They're willing to spend some money. Speaking of that too, uh, I was just doing like some, like uh, just research, just spying on people, joining all kinds of pet groups and stuff. And there's a Facebook group that says uh, men and their dogs. And it happened to be a gay, <laughs> it happened to be a gay, uh, a gay guy and and their pets like. The, oh. I was like, Most, man, I would have. They, I would. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you right now. We went to uh, we went to Dallas in 2016. 2016. We have a friend who lives in Dallas, and it was over Easter weekend. And randomly, she's like, "There's this dog parade that goes on every year. We should go check it out, right?" So, like, okay, cool. So we take an Uber down there, and we get there. And I swear to God, there's like. 30,000 people here for this parade and they're all gay. They're all <laughs> fabulous gay men with their dogs like in costumes for Easter. It was amazing. Matching, matching match costumes. costumes. They're, they're oh. costumes in their costumes. Yeah. That's hilarious. Oh my it's God. amazing. It was amazing. Sorry. Oh no! I was asking. Did you know what it was called? I don't. I can find out though. Great in Dallas. Yeah, yeah. I'll find out. I'll, I'll give. I'll find. I'll talk to our friend and find out what it is. Yeah, it was. In, all I know is in Dallas. It was near like Highland 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 Park. Highland Park. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Okay. Um, it was great. 
you guys uh, want to just take some Q&A from the, the audience? Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, does anybody have any questions? Oh, first of all, uh, everybody go ahead and uh, like the video, please. I appreciate that. And go ahead and share it too if you can. Um, I know we're a little late on that, but thank you. Uh, okay. okay. You never do things on schedule, so it's normal. <laughs> Part of the brand. <laughs> yeah. So, um, okay. Um, you guys have any questions for uh, Amanda and John? Or any of us? There's always dead space here. Oh, no, Don, Don, Don. Don. I think there probably are some questions. Let me scroll up a little bit. There was a lot of chat going on. It was very yeah, active I, tonight. I think if somebody posted a question, repost it because there's a lot of chat for us to go through. Oh, let's see. Let's see if someone got a question. All right. Did you, did you see the uh, the new question? Did you get the last one down at the bottom? Yeah. Why are they trying to mess with us on royalties? Uh, we talked about that a little bit at the beginning. Um, it's it's kind of they're not really messing with us if you kind of think about it. Um, they're like it's free. We're in here, and they're not charging us nothing. So in a way, we're still winning in a way because we don't have to deal with none of the inventory stuff like that. Uh, but I get what you're saying about the royalties. I because we're so used to getting like good profits or. Well, we're making four dollar profits. That's not that really good of a profit, but it's a profit. And then all of a sudden, they just cut us down to like two dollars. I understand that, but I think just if you think about the big picture, like we're still in this for free, and we're up. Like you know what I mean? That's that's the biggest thing right there. So well, I think that's the thing. yeah, it's, that's exactly what you're saying. Like it, it is free. The traffic is insane. I mean, mm -hmm. there's not. And could you? I mean, if people want to be you know upset about that they can learn how to drive traffic they can invest their own money they can do a, you know a, a store but a lot of people don't want to do that which is fine you know that it's it's a lot to go through and so merch is just that nice you know it is a kind of a cake opportunity in comparison to you know having to drive your own traffic <laughs> yeah and i mean one of the things that i can throw out there is just get used to it i mean after after being with amazon for as long as we have we were going on you know 10 plus years the fee, the fee, it's going to keep, royalty cuts are going to keep happening. They're going to keep taking more and more. They're going to keep squeezing. Don't be surprised if in the future it's a, it's a subscription based to, to be doing merge. I mean, there's going to be a lot of changes. Um, it's not just going to be this one little cut, royalty cut now and then nothing for the next couple of years. I mean, with, with FBA, I mean, literally every year the fees keep going up, the storage fees keep going up. Everything keeps, they keep squeezing more pennies out of the sellers and, believe it it's going to happen with merch merch is young so that's probably why it took a little bit longer you know a year or two from when they launched to, to be the first um royalty cut but as the as the machine keeps growing and they keep letting more people in and there's, and there's more more headaches more more printers that are needed it's not going to come out of their pocket it's going to come out come exactly. out of our pocket but i mean yeah. in the same regard though it's not this isn't a doomsday prediction we've been with amazon for 12 years why because it's that good you know so i mean you just gotta just don't get all pissed off about it basically like you know roll with it figure out what you can do to be better um everybody's in early right now so just continue to if this is a long-term play for you you're gonna be good you're gonna be golden you're gonna keep you know having more shirts up there you're gonna have more volume you're gonna be able to make a great income that's gonna be pretty much you know you're not having inventory there's not that many headaches you don't have to deal with customer service you get paid whether somebody returns something or not 
Like, so, I mean, there, there's that balance to it. It's really, it's really awesome. Yeah, and you know, the other positive too is like what people are losing sight of is like Amazon's added three new products for us to sell within the last you know couple of months. That's going to continue. They're going to continue to add more products. So suddenly you have all these different things you can make money on. It's not just two items like we were for the last year, you know, two different kinds of shirts. Yeah. Well, not only that, yeah. wait. Sorry, are you going to say something? No, all you I was gonna say, yeah, I Sorry. Okay. You, you won't find this on any other platform where you just, you won't. So it's like, and they're, they're growing, they're bringing in more printing, they're bringing in more people, they're bringing more, it costs money. And guess what? Like, yeah, it's just like, it's, you're never going to find it anywhere else. So just keep rolling with it. <laughs> <laughs> and also too, it's like, uh, it's, it's not a negative thing that we're trying to like get the point across. It's like, it's, it's more of like, like Amanda said, just roll with it. You know what I mean? It's, it's a good thing. It's like, none of us here are negative about anything. It's more of like a positive thing. Like we try to make you see the bigger picture and just kind of just give you that boost. You know what I mean? It's not like, oh man, we got the royalties are hitting us and this and this and that. It's like, no, okay. The royalties are going to hit, hit us, but we're going to actually, we're all going to conversate about it, of course, but not only that, we're going to actually share all the information with everybody to see what works for the best for everybody. Like, you know, you know what I mean? So you just got to adjust and grow, keep going. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So what do you think about the new application process? If you, you haven't even seen it yet, right, RJ? Uh, I actually went in uh, this morning to sign in through my old email. Uh -huh. and, um, I went into my sign in through my old email and uh, it said like the, what a, the bank account. I was all, I need someone else's social in the family. Give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> did yes. you guys get that second account set up, Amanda? I did not. So here's the thing. So with, um, like it says, I, I was like, if I'm going to do this and invest the money, um, and I'm going to keep it squeaky clean. So I did find out there was somebody else that had recently sold their account. I knew that they had sold their account. Um, and so I was like, okay, what was the process? How did you do it? Because it was a bigger account and it was for, you know, a little bit more money. And um, he pointed me in the direction of, you know, I know that some people are screenshot and stuff, but like number 12 in the legal or something. And it talks yeah. in there, it does tell you a process. You, you know, you, you can't sell your account, this, that, and the other, but you can transfer, um, I don't know, so you can transfer to another business or something like that. Basically what you have to do is you have to send an email from your merch email to, there's two email addresses. One of them doesn't work, but whatever, we did the same thing. We did it, um, but there's two email addresses. It, it tells you, you send it, and, and the other guy confirmed that, yeah, for some reason the main one doesn't work. We got a kickback, but the CC that they have you do, um, that one did work. So we sent that, and it says in there, you need to wait, or there needs to be a 10 day, you need to notify us 10 days before this. So we had the guy um, send a message saying that, we or send an email saying that he's going to transfer to his business partner so you know no sale no anything like that whatever right. um the guy did let me hop in the account so that was good you know before anything i got to see you know the information it was clean all that kind of stuff and so i mean we i vetted it pretty well we've been communicating um so i am going to wait that full 10 days before making any changes with the account and finalizing payment um I mean, I'm not super comfortable about it, especially with the new TOS and with us not being, or us being suspended right now. I mean, we're not, there's, we only have one in our household and it's under our business name. 
but it still, you know, kind of freaks me out, you know, so I don't know. I know there can be, and people have it set up and we have different bank accounts. We have it under, you know, different LLCs. Um, but I really don't, I don't want to mess around, you know, I'm not trying to, to, to pull anything off here for sure. Uh, so, and he, obviously he had his account. We just got that notification or whatever about the application. So he reapplied since, <laughs> since they yeah, got same that. With, same with us. Yeah, it, so it's, it's at 60 days too now, right? Average wait time, that's their guy. Who knows? Hmm. That's pretty interesting too. How they're trying I to, never, I never got the email saying that I had to reapply. I just I check it every. I check it like once a week, and normally it would say, you know, your your application still being reviewed. But today, when I did that, when I went to go do that, it had me basically on the starting screen again, where I had to reapply, even though. Was that the email came in this evening? Though people have been getting in since this morning. Oh, we we got it this evening. Oh, you saw it? Yeah. Okay. But it was actually already applied and stuff. <laughs> yeah, we had the same thing happen. Like we reapplied for Aaron, and and then we got an email afterwards that said you need to reapply. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, and also too, I got, I got tagged in a lot of uh, Instagram posts because they're like, "Have you guys have you seen this before?" And I'm just like, "Yeah, I don't." You're asking me like, "I know, I didn't, I don't know." Like, I don't know. Yeah. This, is, I think there's like a glitch right now. They're trying to figure it out. So yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that it is a good thing for sure. I mean, if we think about all of the, I have seen people in groups, and I understand like the, you know, I say it, the, the saltiness or whatever you want to say towards people when they. Um, come on, and they're like, oh, I got suspended, I got terminated for no reason, blah, 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 and they're like, okay, whatever, like, it's so with, like, flip it and with, and they don't really care, it's probably because they're just continuing to work the system and getting, you know, more and more accounts, yeah. so when they're doing that, like, th this is what they're trying to avoid, so in essence, it's, it's really a good thing for everybody that's going to get in and build a business, you know, if you're just going to try and jump in and make a quick buck, guess what, they just put up a barrier for you. Yeah. All right, so let's see. Nice. Where'd you leave off on the questions at, Matt? Uh, what item would you like for Amazon to give us next? Uh oh. Racerback, for sure. Racerback tank. Yeah. That'd be good. Yeah. Yeah, every time I show my friends something, they're like, does it come in a tank top? I'm like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> That's the thing. I would totally. There's so many of like you know my my gym shirts or whatever that are perfect for you know those, and they don't they don't sell on tees because I'm like I'm I mean I'm not gonna wear that to you know work out yeah. in like we need those we need those racerbacks. And uh, you know what? If you think about it on the Amazon side, that's a smart play to go into next because it's it's light, it's little. You know, it's if you want to comparison to sweatshirts and hoodies, you know, I think that that is like a natural next step. Yep. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Uh, I saw somebody asking, what are your guys' 2018 goals? Oh, man. As soon as we um, get back on Amazon. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, we do want to hit uh, tier, at least tier 10K, um, if not higher, for, on the merch side. We want to have Shopify completely up and running. And yeah, we really haven't talked numbers, but I mean, I, I want it to be a six-figure business by the end of the year, which it, it very well can be with with what we're doing with it. Um, as far as private label, at least two more products and getting that into the high six figure range as far as um, revenue, maybe even seven. I mean, we'll, we'll see what, what the product launch does. Um, anything else? No, I don't think so. I mean, those are, that's our main focus for sure. You know, again, with those, with those things overlapping, 
like I just get more and more excited, you know, when I'm doing the Shopify stuff because again, just seeing how um it just all correlates. And so we're those are those are our three main focuses. So I know it's just like, yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on, but you know, it again, those things just overlap with each other. So even the new stuff we learn, like I said, with Pinterest or whatever, it's going to help, you know, everything else. So yeah, just just focusing on those three and because we do have, you know, a pretty solid foundation, and, you know, even with merch, um, even though we'd only been doing it for like, you know, whatever that six months, like I do feel because we did it so intensely, I think we have a pretty solid foundation there. Um, and you know, we really know the whole trademark stuff. We know that POS inside and out. We know the rules. I know the legal, like not many people know the legal. So um just really getting to know that and you know, it, and, and outsourcing a lot. You know, we're really, that's one of the things that has been um, something that we didn't do. And it's, we understand that it's necessary. So um, I love, you know, hearing what RJ is doing because it just keeps reminding us all the time that we need to be doing that. And it doesn't mean that we have to give our uploads up, you know, or whatever we need to pick and choose. But, you know, definitely having somebody do, you know, some of the designing or building, you know, an Etsy store and training somebody in order to, like, offload that part of it. Um, but that's not on the horizon just yet. Again, we want to get those things set. Because I know Etsy is a different beast, too. And I know that people get frustrated. They're like, I'm on this and I'm on that. I'm not making any sales on stuff. Well, it's a totally different thing. You know, it's, it's a different market. Um, it's a different way that you want to set it up. You know, learn a little bit about that and take it seriously and, and take a month and get it set up. And again, you're able to use your designs on Etsy and Merch. So it's, it's kind of, and you really don't have to learn any marketing or anything that you have to do with Amazon. You just submit it. You know, so you right. can still get those and, and get your skills better on like the other platforms. But um, you know, this is one of the first times that I feel like we're just so um, laser focused, which seems silly because there's three things, but laser focused for growth because the foundation is just there on every one of them. That's awesome. And I mean, I know we talked the other day, kind of, you, you said you were so excited for all the different things you had going on. It was hard to focus on just one thing. Um, like that's, that's something that I find myself daily dealing with, right? Like, it's just a lot going on. Like I have my own business, like I own a pool service, like it's growing, like it's going to take off like crazy this year. We have the merch business and then I'm super excited cause I'm, you know, getting deep into like some private label training. And then also RJ is talking up, up Shopify and it's like, we're talking drop shipping and it's like, what the hell? Like, what's that? You guys have a private label product? Like no, no, I'm just at the beginning, just trying to you know learn the process the same as you guys. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just, it's like where I have to make sure that I keep my focus, you know, eye on the ball and not get distracted by these other little shiny things that are coming up. Yeah. So yeah, that was another thing too. Oh, that was another thing too with the private label. Uh, me and Matt wanted to learn that. And I was like, you know what? We can learn this and figure it out right away and then just outsource it and then just keep on having the, the person research new products and stuff like that and just keep them launching. So that was another thing too that we wanted to learn this year, so. You know what, and, that's, and that's, that's, that's one road that people take. I mean, I, I know people that do private label products like every other week they're launching because they're not concerned in growing it into this big monster. They're happy with it generating 1,000, 2,000 a month because they're just rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat. So they have, you know, 20, 30. I've met people that have a thousand product, unique products on Amazon that are all private labels. Um, nothing original, you know, stuff that they're getting from China, cheap, but they have a system in place and they just keep rinse, repeating. And that way, I mean, there's, there's a plus side to that because if any one of those products gets taken down or shut down or whatever, 
they've got 999 other products to fall back on. So, I mean, you know, that, that, that's definitely an approach to the whole outsourcing and training someone just to follow specific criteria to find a new product, find a supplier, get a small batch sample order in, and just launch it. And then do it again two weeks later. Do the same thing two weeks later. And by the end of the year, you know, you've got 30, 40 new products on Amazon, all generating, you know, a couple thousand dollars a month. That's a good income. That's a really good income. Right. For sure. Um, hey, RJ, Bo wants to know what the name of that uh, gay dog group was. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, uh, was it men with their dogs or something like that? These guys are bugs. RJ, they're, not, they're not playing RJ, around. RJ, look it up later. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I wanted to quickly address, I saw a comment from uh, Jerry about buying an account and not really knowing the history of the account. And I agree with that. And one of the things that we focused on was finding somebody who just got accepted. And with that, when we logged in, like she had mentioned earlier, he gave us access to the account. And we, when we logged in, we saw that he hadn't even done his first upload. So we know that it's a clean account. There was no tax. He didn't go through the tax interview either. But here's the thing. So all of that changes now. So now when people are applying, they have to put in their information. Yeah. So that's he didn't have his tax information in there. He didn't do the tax interview. So none of that stuff was set. So, um, you know, now who knows what the process is going to be. Or, I mean, you know, it, it might be even that next level of, you know, selling the actual, you know, business or whatever. Somebody, maybe somebody has to set it up as a business and not their personal account. You know, they might have to change it over first so that when the business is sold, nothing, you know, necessarily changes that much. Um, and so the names don't really change, like, in regards to dealing with Amazon. So I don't really know. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the direction they're probably going to push for. I mean, I know that's what they like to do with FBA, too. It's like, you know, they're, they are absolute wizards at figuring out if you've been kicked off the platform and you try and open up another account, they find you like that. And I think that's the same thing they want to do with merch. They don't want these people that are repeat offenders coming back on easily and being able to upload the same crap over and over and over again. Yeah. Well, it was funny because like you mentioned that because actually the friend that got me into books, um, he had a warehouse, he had everything. It was a pretty decent operation years ago. He's now a financial advisor because he got kicked off from Amazon every time he was trying to like send something in because he was he didn't do a very good job of like customer service. He was merchant fulfilling himself and um so anyways, so it, every time he would try he like put the information in his, you know, wife at the time, girlfriend's name, um, you know, and was having her address and somehow they figured it out, yep. shut him down. So he just like I think I think he does have an account now but it's operates it very like minimally like it's just this little chinky side deal thing so yeah they don't mess around how uh, how many designs are you guys down now now that you guys have been frozen because obviously you guys haven't been able to upload and we're having stuff fall off left and right yeah, we're like at 538 i think so that's after like dropping the the three to 350 um then we have like 538 so one, one of the questions that had come up earlier with our sell-through rate we actually had a, a pretty good sell-through rate i mean almost a lot of our designs have sold at least once. I mean, we didn't have a ton of designs drop off due to 90 days. So, I mean, that's, thank God for that because, like she said, after deleting some the designs, you know, that really sucks. So, but right. most, of our, most of our original designs have stuck because they, a lot of them, I mean, what, what percentage do you think? I don't know. I try, like, I've lost a lot of the merch. Like, now it's I'm desensitized for the past month and a half. You know, I'm like trying to not really think about that. But, I mean, the other thing is, is like thinking about now, like uploading and stuff. When you know our, our 
potentially still throttled. Like they're missing, missing the opportunity to sell those shirts. So there's really good designs out there that people aren't able to find right now. And that thinks because it is that 90 day timeline, you know, they're on. So that's a bummer. Yeah, for sure. I think, uh, well, because you guys, uh, you guys got the keywords down. So what are you guys' uh, pricing strategy too? Like, what do you guys do? Like, you guys, you guys price low, then go high, or we did initially. So, um, I actually just had a, you know, a, a new person that had messaged me when asking, you know, what do I do? I, I'm in tier ten and I've made zero sales. I was like, well, you know, there's a lot of different suggestions you can do there, you know. Um, but I was like, well, what are you repricing at? And like, that was too high. I'm like, price it low. Like in the beginning, you need to price low. So we did that in the very beginning. Um, we were fine not making anything. So, I mean, even, you know, when I was um, having some small businesses, I wanted to make stuff for them, but I told them, hey, I'm going to give it to you at cost. You know, I'm not making anything. Um, but then once we hit, like, that tier 500-ish to tier 1,000, like, we would start prices on standard at, like, around $16.99 and then at premium at $19.99. But before the freeze hit, so, like, right mid-November, we changed everything to um, $19.99 for standard and $21.99 for premium. And I that definitely helped. You know what, it's, it's really cool to see when those sales are happening in December and people are just not price conscious, like they're yeah. dropping money, it doesn't matter. I mean, that's a, that's significant. You know, just think of it, it's, you can see the average. And when you're averaging, you're making seven plus dollars on a standard shirt, those royalties were beautiful. Now, and that our, was our sales didn't skip a beat. I mean, when we did the price change, I mean, no. they, they just kept going up week after week after week even after the price change. So. I think it had to do with the, the time of year for sure. Um, but yeah. man, you start seeing that $7 of pop royalty yeah. is like, wow. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, you guys are getting like, some people are getting like the $10 and the $10 range. That's so cool. Yeah, I mean, that's for sure something we'll be doing next year, too, is like bumping our prices by 20% across the board, just because, like you said, you get into Christmas, you get into December, people are searching for Christmas presents. They don't care. They just, it's one click, they're going to buy it. And then that royalty yours, whether the person doesn't like it or not. You exactly. <laughs> you guys drinking over there? Oh, Pacifico. Nice. <laughs> it's a decent Mexican beer. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> right. right. I like it. Those are good. Those are good micheladas. Put those in micheladas, or they're bomb. <laughs> Uh, okay well uh let's see let's see let's, see. let's, let's get a couple more questions in and then Mo yeah modelo too modelo's good <laughs> oh yeah those are good too yeah okay all right they're messing with me huh all the way up here about the gay dog group <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's really no questions. Let's see. Well, I saw one earlier. Did you guys touch on this? Um, Eric Wood was asking if you guys got reinstated today, would you still hit as hard on your Shopify store? Um, yeah, totally. Because, well, obviously we see what's going on with sales right now. So, I mean, we have a, we have some shirts that have fallen off. Um, those 300 designs, they're clean designs, so um, I can go through and just we'll, we'll just do new bullets and titles and stuff, and we'll be able to throw those up. Um, plus, we didn't do a ton of long sleeves. We did get long sleeves, and we did throw up some long sleeves. We sold some over Christmas, 
but we have that opportunity too. So truly, um, I'll be able to probably, we'll just be able to pick for a while those days instead of being like, okay, here, upload these. Uh, you know, as for, and now that I do, I'm working with an illustrator. She's starting for, I'm going to do pretty much work with her full time starting on, on Monday. I couldn't bring myself to design for merch because it was just so frustrating. And, and we're truly not knowing if you're going to be able to get back on or not. I, I believe we will, but I mean, it's in their, it's in their hands. Like all these changes happen today. What if they just implemented a new thing where it's like, okay, did you get any violations after? You know, we're not even going to, we're not even going to entertain it. So um, I don't want to think that way, but you know, that's possibilities. So um, we will definitely be figuring out a way to do the same thing, master uploads, take it absolutely as serious. I don't know, it is a little bit of a different feel. Like even when we get to change now on the thing, Giants is like, I don't even care about that. <laughs> I'm like, I know, it's just, you know, it's, it's a different feeling. Like it's funny, our daughter will run around and when she hears it, she'll go, cha-ching. <laughs> it's super cute. Cause she'll hear it like, she'll be in the other room and she'll hear it and it's, it's funny, but, um. Yeah, so we'll, we'll absolutely take it to serious. And that's why we're grinding it so hard with the Shopify right now um, and making sure that we can get as much done as possible. Um, you know, even with our account being suspended, we might not even be up. And, you know, I'm going to be coming out to L.A. You know, we're planning to do, to do that for Marcella. Um, so, you know, plus we want to hang out and meet you guys. But, I, I mean, regardless, I know that we'll still be in the merch game. I just pray that we get this account back. I mean, we're over... We're over 3,000 sales now, so I really hope we get this account back because it's a lot of, you know, even the daily uploads, that's the big thing. Being able to upload, you know, to, to the different products um, and just having a live catalog, you know, it's, it is a volume game. So, um, yep. yeah, we'll, we'll hit it. We'll hit it pretty hard. I'm glad that I, I probably need a good, I probably need another week, actually, to get things solidified with and get, get a grasp on the Shopify stuff. Um, before I throw it back into the mix, but yeah, we'll we'll go right back at it. Okay, good. That's good to hear. And they, and the, the power of Shopify too. You guys know it's like it just it's crazy. It's crazy for well, the for thing sure. What I love about Shopify is that it's your asset. You know, unlike yes. merch or SBA private labels, I mean, it's good. You know, good luck trying to build your own asset with that. I mean, yeah, you you can. You know, try to get emails through product inserts and stuff like that. And you know, I've been able to do a fairly good job with that. But when it's, that so it's, yeah, but when it's your own platform and it's and it's your customers, it's, you have complete control of the analytics and everything. It's a whole different world. But with it comes the headaches of it being your own asset. You got you to right. create your own traffic for it, and you know, you you have to you have to stay on top of everything. But you know, there, there's a trade-off there. So it's, it's good having. You know the Amazon, and then working on this, and then having merch back in, in, in the mix too. And so, yeah, I mean, the beauty for Shopify for you guys too, because you guys have an established private label product, and you guys have some track record and everything there. Like it, it just, it, I can see how it fits directly into your business. Yeah, yeah, I think, I mean, definitely having a foundation. Again, like, would I ever suggest somebody jump in and be like, "Hey, I'm gonna do merch and private label and Shopify"? No, it doesn't make sense. Like, you really need to get a grasp on one thing, and that's like. So, I mean, if we were still up on, I wouldn't be doing a Shopify store right now if we if we didn't get suspended. Like that's just I would be focusing on you know a little bit of something that could be complementary. Um, but you know, doing a Shopify store is really intensive, and like that's kind of when we started like having people upload to Redbubble or Etsy. Same thing. Like I see everybody again, kind of spreading stuff out. Um, and I think it's important to get a grasp on one thing, and you know, really you're going to maximize it that way. And then again, it's going to carry over. But you know, don't don't get 
try and do like all the different things and you know like so we're, we're kind of forced into it but we'll we'll take it <clears throat> yeah exactly that's that's so that's pretty good i like how you guys just as soon as that happened to you guys you just kind of like all right kind of regathered yourself and then all of a sudden just boom next adventure so that's that's what's up that's pretty cool um all right um uh, you, you i mean you, you can't stay in the dumps i mean yeah it sucks for a day or two but then you know okay what, it happened it happened what's the next game plan let's hit yep. it yeah, yeah. Well, we, put, we put so much into it like this is a space we weren't in you know print on demand like when i, I was like oh my god and there's other sites that do this and like i was blown away like I did not really know anything about this space, and so you know, once you once you again put so much into it for that six months, and it's just like, dude, we're not we're not throwing away. I mean, if we were at a lower tier and it happened, be like, okay, you know, that was a mistake. Let's go, you know, just do our private label. But um, you know, even even learning the the trademarks of it sounds silly. I actually consulted with a couple of um, trademark attorneys early on, like or intellectual property attorneys early on, because I was really trying to understand it. Um, so I felt like I had a good grasp on it, which is kind of the, the, the odd part here. Right. Um, and, yeah. You know, I, I had talked to them and, and thinking, you know what, legally, would, would we get, you know, that company hasn't even come after us, you know, and so legally would this whole other part, I don't really know, but um, with Amazon, it, that doesn't matter. You know, they, they, they are going to stay, you know, clear of any large company and you just got to respect it and know that and don't mess with it. Yeah, I mean, the thing I would take from your guys' suspension too, just considering the fact that you guys have only really had the two violations or whatever, um, is Amazon definitely seems to, um, they index heavier towards larger companies when it comes to that stuff. Like they come down a lot harder on you when you're in, you know, when you have any perceived infringement from that versus like some random trademark. They know that they have, I mean, that those other companies have the dollars to come in, you know, to make it hurt. Exactly. Them. I mean, not really, I guess, but <laughs> make it make it be a pain in their ass, probably. But the, the other guy that had gotten um suspended, his was the dilly dilly stuff, and so you know that was a, another big company, you know, and it and yeah. so, so it is that that is what it is. <clears throat> not on Shopify, you can do all the dilly dilly shirts you want. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we don't have any dilly dilly outside. Yeah, exactly. It's, you know what? It was free. I'm telling you, it was like, it was once I started putting tags on there, like it was just a breath of fresh air doing that. We could be confident that we were doing, you know, putting something up and then we weren't worried about it. We knew we were, we know that we're not like doing anything wrong. So, um, you know, like it's going to be interesting when we do, you know, do our first upload. Like he's going to be like, you push that. No, you push that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay, um, so let's see. Um, you guys have any more questions at all for John and Amanda? All right, Matt, what do you think? It's we're good. I think we're good, man. It's been great. Yeah, that was good, good little interview. Appreciate it. Yeah, no, I'm excited. I'm excited for next week. So, <laughs> go ahead. I love the house, it looks so cute. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I can only see that. But. Well, we usually, it's funny because we took it down. We usually have paper taped to that because my daughter will come to the mirror, like when we're working, <laughs> and be like, to the glass, and put her face, and she'll be like, well, so what? I'm just like, she still knows we're in here, but like, he'll do it, we'll put it down there, and then she'll like give up after all because she can't see it. She'll like, nah. And then she's like, okay. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Well, well, thank you guys. This is awesome. Yeah. John, Amanda, thank you. Appreciate it. Um, every, everybody, uh, 
Thank you guys for taking the time out of your night to watch us. Appreciate that too as well. Uh, give it a thumbs up and share it. You guys have Bye a good guys. night. See you later. Thanks. Bye. Bye. <laughs>